Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. You know where you go to the store, uh, the restaurant, and they want to sell it to you it's uh, the most expensive yeah i'm not i'm not sure the name of it i, I know what you're referring to because yeah. and there's different ones all over the world like yeah here you know what i mean i could pick yeah. morels and sell them for 200 dollars uh, you know, yeah. an ounce to someone yeah. in new york city and it's yeah crazy. because because they they have that power they have mm-hmm. the, the dna and everything inside is everything yeah it's very cool yeah i, I love mushrooms too Ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor and the privilege to present to you this episode with the one, the only, Tommy Chong. Yes, you heard that right, Tommy Chong. So on this episode, we talk a little spirituality, a little comedy, um, touches a little on the politics, but we bring it back around and, and get it grounded and, you know... He is just an absolute all-around nice guy. I mean, you could—he—he's like 
the grandfather that you'd always want. You know what I mean? Plus, you know, hey, he gets high a lot. So <laughs> there's that. So having said that, uh, let's get some of the uh, housekeeping out. If you go over to uh, the merch link in the, in the uh, uh, link tree and enter my third eye, that's M-Y number three R-D-E-Y-E, you get 10% off um, any of the merchandise over there. Uh, also go over to uh, the link that says curcumin. Hit up Kelly and get, get yourself some of that. Stuff works great. I'm still on it. Wife's still on it. Um, wow. It, it, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about it. And she has a lot of testimonials up there and, uh, you know, you can listen and, and read, you know, other people's accounts of how it's helped them. Also, uh, hopefully something's coming down the pike. Uh, I want, I, I've been saying I want to move away from, you know, Teespring and what have you, just because, I mean, it is easy, you know, there's no money out of my pocket, but I just, it's hard for me to justify, you know, spending, you know, the suggested price that they want. And I, and I get why nobody else would want to do that either. You know what I mean? Because it is a little pricey and I, I have all the, the, the stuff marked down as low as possible, you know, only making a, a buck or two off of it. So hopefully something new is coming. Um, hold out for the future and keep your fingers crossed. Please go over to uh, Patreon patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and you can get all the talk at the tavern five dollars a month come on hit me up support i need all the support i can get i'm a lonely child out here i don't have a mom i don't have a dad i need all the support i can get uh no just kidding guys um but yeah uh, on a serious note hit me up you know follow you, you get hours of content and you know i can't thank the the patreon's that do subscribe enough you know you make my day i'm so humbled by it uh other than that i i really don't have anything if you want to be a guest as always hit me up on ig you know hit me up through the email you know my third ipod at gmail.com hit me up i don't care what topic it is i don't care if you have a paranormal encounter i don't care if you saw bigfoot i don't care if you want to talk religion or secret societies whatever you want to talk about and think it, it, it it's important and you know you've done research or whatever or, you know if, if you've had encounters obviously you're not doing research because it happened to you there's no research to be done but you know hit me up look come on let's have a good conversation let's talk uh having said that i'm gonna shut my dumb mouth and let this uh episode roll into uh the great tommy chong all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of my third eye Today, I have the great honor to have the man, the myth, the legend, Tommy Chong, one half of Cheech and Chong. So how are you, my friend? I am so well, I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> you shouldn't be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, well, when, you get, when you're as happy as I get, uh, you, you, there's a sadness waiting there because you, you, you think, Will I ever be this happy again? And if not, why? <laughs> <laughs> I think happiness uh, is eternal. Well, it is if you if if you allow it. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about allowing. We're we're in charge. Yes, sir. You know, we're in charge. And uh, yeah, I had a, a conversation with a a friend of mine last night, 
and he had been in Synanon. Do you know what Synanon was? No, I it don't. It was like a, it was like a drug rehab kind of thing back in the sixties. Okay. And he was, he was actually raised. It was kind of like cultish, very cultish, but they're very third world or yeah, third world or my third eye kind of uh, okay. thing, you know? And, uh, and he, uh, well, we, we talked and I've been having epiphanies left and right, uh, lately. And, uh, especially with the, all what's going on in the war and everything. And, uh, and he was telling me, you know, all the rituals that you have to do in order to uh, transcendental meditation, you know, that, that, that trip. And uh, I was trying to explain to him that, you know, ha- happiness is only a thought away. Yes. That, that, that's all it is. And, uh, and yeah, you can do all those rituals and a lot of people need to do it. You know, like a lot of people need to go to the gym and work out. And, uh, and that's the way it is with life. But you evolve to a point where you can just do everything with a thought. Mm. If, if you got the right thought. Exactly. And, if you, and, and that's what he said. Well, yeah, that's what I found when I meditate. You know, it takes me a long time. But when I get there, you know, it's so beautiful and everything else. And and, and I, I kind of had to stop myself because I realized that when you evolve and when you when you get older, there's not too many people to relate to that. Right. You know, <laughs> and, and so one of the greatest, uh, uh, what do you call it, skills that I'm now requiring is the the skill of keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> that, that's a hard one to learn because I'm I, I'm 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 going down that path myself because be, yeah. the, the old me uh, up until maybe I don't know six months to a year ago anything man I'd want to run my mouth you know just I know this is the right way or or that's wrong or why the fuck did you cut me off in traffic? And, and now it's more like, dude, just let it go. It's, it's not even worth getting <laughs> that pissed off or, or whatever. Let, let it go. Well, it's called acceptance. Yeah. And, and then it's also called, uh, faith. Mm-hmm. You know, when they talk about faith, a lot of people, they, Oh no, I have faith right away because they think it's something that if you thought about it or, or, or you went to church or, or you, you know, you did some rituals and that, that you have faith, but faith is, is like breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to renew it. Every time you take a breath, you have to re redo your faith exactly. <laughs> until it, until it's automatic. And now when it becomes automatic, that's when the silence comes in because mm-hmm. there's, you got nothing to say, really, because everybody's going to learn eventually. Exactly. <laughs> That's the toughest thing that I had to teach myself is, okay, you know, you could talk about take X, Y conspiracy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you might be down a deep rabbit hole with looking into it and, and connecting dots. But then you go to to work and maybe tell a coworker or a, or a friend and they just look at you like, dude, 
what you, you're you're insane and then maybe five <laughs> years from down the road they'll become dude i remember you telling me about this and, and i thought you were insane i'm sorry hey yeah okay? you know what yeah, i mean yeah i just let you go That's... i put the crumbs there if you wanted to follow them go ahead well you know what i've been learning is watching my granddaughter uh grow uh, you know we've been with her since she was born and so we, we're there, we being my, my wife and, you know, grandma and grandpa, and we're there, uh, you know, was such a big part of her life. But watching her grow from a, a observation standpoint, not a father, you know, but right. being able to watch and appreciate, uh, you know, this little being, it's so... It, it has parallels our lives because she's learning everything at her pace and she's trying everything mm -hmm. again at her pace. And then she knows who loves her and, and she knows who, who she can control. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably and, got uh, grandpa wrapped around her little pinky. Oh my goodness. You know what her trick is? When she sees me, she'll she'll go sometimes, not all the time, but after she's gone through everybody else, or if she's tired. Right. When she sees me, she go up, and I got to pick her up, and she cuddles. Uh, she, she'll go to sleep on me because I represent that big old soft pillow that will put her to sleep and. And not have to teach her anything. She's got full control over her her sleeping bed. Yeah. And uh, you talk about a thrill. You know, I've had all my kids, and I I I had that that feeling with them all. Except when I had kids, I was a kid. Mm. You know, and so yeah, yeah, I had that energy and everything else, and I still do. But being a grandpa, there's something so special about it because you're not expected. You know, in fact, they, everybody treats you uh, like you are fragile. And, <laughs> and by the way, you are, right. regardless, you know, of, of how strong you once were. Now you're not. And, and, and she knows it and everybody knows it. And it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful state to be in. You know, being a grandpa, and, and I tell people I do cameos, and you know, and, and people, the young people especially, or the ones that are in the middle aged or getting up there, <clears throat> they treat age like a virus almost. Mm -hmm. You know, or like a disability. Uh, yeah, a disability, and uh, and I I tell them all, I said, no, take advantage, enjoy your old age. Because now you've reached the point where the only thing you re really need to find is a soft place to sit down. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need. And when I was in prison, uh, all the old guys, when they left, they would ha uh, hand their, their cushions because you had to walk around with little foam cushions. Because everything in prison in a prison is hard. Mm -hmm. There's no soft cushions anywhere, and and you know these old guys like me, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
we walk around with our cushion. And then when you went to the mess hall or you any place to sit down, you put that cushion down. And, and so you had your own soft uh, cushion. It, it's, uh, and, and, and if you look at your life, every part of your life as a blessing, there's so much more happiness involved, mm-hmm. you know, because I, 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 every once in a while you see bitter old people, you know, oh. they're bitter, they're bitter. Life has passed them by or whatever, you know, they're, they're bitter. And <clears throat> there's not much you can do with these people. A lot of times they're sick, mm-hmm. which gives them a reason. But again, if, if you have that good attitude, you know, if you enjoy who you are at all stages of life, then you're really fulfilling your uh, duty, you know, because we're, all, we're, we're only here on the physical plane for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, considering when you look at eternity, you know, we're just a little blimp, yeah. little blink. And so you got to enjoy this is what I found out. You got to enjoy every bit. But you know what cracks me up? <laughs> uh, I have a habit of talking about this stuff. And then I've had people, well, we did a movie, Cheech and, uh, Cheech and Chong movie. We just shot in the desert uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, in the movie, they're playing back things that I said that I don't remember saying <laughs> <laughs> that that's a great segue because I love watching the TikTok videos you two make. I mean, you guys have, you have, you've never lost your step. You know what I mean? You're, nope. you're both happy go lucky. Just in, you can, you can see the genuine joy in life that you both carry with you. And then yeah. when you were saying they were re, uh, repeating back on, on stuff that you don't remember saying, as a young kid, I, I couldn't wait for my parents to, you know, leave, maybe go to the bar so I could sneak and, and watch a Cheech and Chong movie without getting in sure. trouble. You know what I mean? Like, sure. oh, it was like the, the coolest thing. How much of that was actually just acting versus that was just all off the cuff type of, you know, totally. comedy. We had a, a kind of a rule. Well, I started we started it in the, in the recording when we started recording. Because the very first record we ever did was called Dave's Not Here. Mm-hmm. And and Dave's Not Here uh, it was an accident. <laughs> because after we made the record deal, uh, we were, uh, Lou Adler saw us perform. And, and actually, we were doing a, uh, what do you call it, a showcase for another uh, uh, record company. And Lou Adler kind of sat in on it and saw us and then put out the word that he wanted to meet us. And so we, we met Lou. We made a deal, record deal. And part of the record deal was a little tape recorder because we weren't prepared to make any deal. And all of a sudden, we're making a record deal. And so I thought, well, we got to throw in something. And so I said, I need a little tape recorder to, uh, to rehearse with. And so we took the tape recorder the next day, and we went into the little mixdown room and A and M Records, and we were rehearsing a bit, and the rehearsal became so funny because uh, part of our 
our, uh, our our technique of being funny was, you know, almost like playing tricks on each other. Right. I, I was in a in a soul band, and and we kept each other laughing. We would play the April Fool's jokes on every chance we got on each other, and and there was because it was a mixed, it was a racial racially mixed band. And so we would always be doing these off the, uh, you know, those forbidden racial jokes that are, right. you know, the, what do they call it now? Woke or whatever. Yeah. Or, or some cancel culture, some bullshit like that. But we used to do. Them. And so when Cheech and I went in to do the rehearse, the, the, the first bit, the rehearsal became the bit because Cheech got locked out of the, recording booth and, and the idea was that he was going to knock on the door and i'm going to open the door and then we're going to do the bit but when he got locked out uh, out it was in a very hot area kind of like the, it is today you know around 100 degrees and a little courtyard so it was really really hot in that courtyard and so when he knocked on the door he was like let me in <laughs> and uh I wasn't sure whether or not the tape recorder was working because when he knocked, I looked up at the door and I didn't look at the the tape recorder. And so I hesitated. And then he, he knocked again. And then I looked at, and I saw it was recording, but I could hear, I've known Cheech for so long. I could hear the annoying knock. It's like, (laughs) come on, (laughs) you know, it's hot out here. And so instead of opening the door and let him in, I said, who is it? <laughs> and that became our biggest, most popular record ever made by, by Cheech and Chow. Yeah. Dave's not here. Because when he, I kept saying, who is it? And he'd say, come on, man, it's me. Open the door. And then he'd knock again. I'd say, who is it? <laughs> man, come on, quit messing around. It's me. Open the door. And then finally he knocked again. I said, who is it? He goes, it's Dave. Okay, it's Dave. <laughs> And I said, Dave? And he said, yeah, yeah, Dave. And I said, Dave's not here. <laughs> and, and to this day, he, he hates talking about that bit because he can remember how uncomfortable he was outside the door. And and me, this idiot inside, going, who is it? <laughs> so that, 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 it was that kind of off the cuff, uh, experimental, maybe more imp- not improv, but yes, it was improv. But more than anything, it was torture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was torturing the shit out of Cheech, and to this day, he's never really forgiven me for it. And I think that was one of the reasons that we broke up. You know. Because, yeah, he just got tired of being tortured and, and, and he wanted to be, you know, like a Don Johnson or something, you know, like a real, he wanted to be accepted as, a, as an actor, not just as a comedian, right. you know. I, on the other hand, man, when I found that I could be funny, I ain't changing shit, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, comedy is the best way to go through life. If you can't laugh, it is. and there's it something is. wrong with you. You know what I mean? I, now, I was trying to tell people, too, that that being a, they said, how are you doing with the lockdown? I'm doing great. 
<laughs> I'm doing wonderful. I get to, to hang out with myself. And being funny, I, I find every once in a while, I'll find myself laughing hysterically either at something stupid I did or something mm-hmm. stupid I said yeah. or something stupid someone else said or did. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's the whole point. We were shooting in the desert this last weekend and uh and i uh i uh, uh kept looking i'd go out into the desert because i, I when i was in prison i, I uh, it was in the prison was in, in on the desert and so i i found out that there's all sorts of treasures on the desert floor you know there's meteorites mm-hmm. there's pumice stone there's all sorts of crazy beautiful preserved things on the desert and so when we're out shooting i was walking around with my head down looking looking at the desert and uh, and i realized being old it's not a good look <laughs> when you walk <laughs> that your head's down you know yeah. like it, you look like those old people that have osteoporosis or <laughs> you know or you're all bent over and that but being alone man to me is a treat Right. Especially, especially in a nice house like this, and I got a workshop downstairs. You know, I got my power tools, I got my guitars, I got my amp, I got uh, a desk to write on, I got the beautiful lady to uh, bitch at me. You know, yeah. uh, I got, I got it all. You got the American dream. I got the American dream, the, the Canadian dream, actually. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, my wife teases me because. You know, I'm much younger than you. I, I just turned 45, actually. And uh, she's like, I, I'm a huge jokester, practical joker. You know, it's try to sneak in if I, you know, coming home from work. I know she's getting the shower, so I'll try and sneak in and just stand there. So when she opens the door, she, she freaks. <laughs> yeah, someone's in there to kill her and shit. And she's always like, what's wrong? With Why you act like you're 12? I'm like, well, if I act like I'm 12 and think I'm 12, I'll be 12 forever. Uh, you know, I don't care. You know, I, I just enjoy having fun and, and making, you know, the next dick fart joke, you know, and yeah. over silly stuff. You know what I mean? And it's fun. It's a high. Yeah. You, you, you do get a high. Yeah, Happiness absolutely. is a high. Happiness yeah. is a high. That's why you, we got so many junkies mm-hmm. because they like that feeling of high. They yeah. like that happiness high. And, and, and no matter how miserable you are, you pump someone full of heroin and they're going to be smiling sometime mm-hmm. and they're sleeping, yeah. but they're going to be smiling. And, 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 and that's why you can be on such a natural high without doing anything just by having a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No, I will say, you know, I, I hold a commercial driver's license, so I can't, I can't partake in the, uh, the, the mother herb, but back in the day when I did, I loved it. You know what I mean? I mean, it, Mm-hmm. It, it, everything's more funny you think deeper you know it's just all around good and, I, and you know you sit there and you think it's like how how can you just outlaw and make a a plant illegal like it has no dangerous side effects like i never heard of anyone getting high and going home and beating their wife you know what i mean it just does not happen no. they, they might no. beat up a bag of potato chips but <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true no, it's, it's, uh, and the great thing about it, you know, the easier, 
it, you know, God gave us a plant and he made the plant so easy, mm-hmm. so easy. There's nothing to do with it. Water, sun, yeah. you know, soil. You, you got a plant. Yeah. Yeah. There's bugs that want it, but hey, they, they, they got to live too. Right. And, you know, now, uh, <clears throat> what, what do you, are you like an overdriver or something? No, I, I drive a commercial vehicle. Uh, I haul building supplies like shingles and siding and stuff like that. Oh, oh, you're a big trucker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of. but, yeah. You're a mother trucker. Though, I'm a huh? mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, my dad drove truck. I drove truck. Nice. I was a, yeah, I drove truck in Calgary, Alberta, Canada for Freightways. Okay. Canadian Freightways. That was in back fact, before I you got, needed a I, special I got, license. Well, I got the job because uh, my dad was a very respected distance driver. Mm-hmm. And that's all you need. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, what, you know, uh, my dad, he got me the job. And I got, it was a shit job at first. I had a, uh, one of my uh, things, I had to pick up the meat truck from the, the, uh, the, slaughterhouse and uh, not only pick it up but sometimes i'd have to help load it (laughs) the sides of beef on icy floors that can be challenging Uh, yes and i was young enough everything was a challenge and uh, i did it i i i I enjoyed truck driving uh but i enjoyed music much more I was like Elvis, I guess. Elvis was a truck driver too. Same thing yeah. as us. Right. You know, delivery, delivery, you know. Well, I, th- that's, I, that's think you, uh, I think you made the right career choice. Just, just from yeah, a, yeah, I think from so. an innocent bystander. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad got fired uh, because he, he was, he got too much into the drink with the boys mm. at the end, you know, and uh, yeah. He had trouble with alcohol, and one day he, he pulled in for his sleep, and he had a little nap. Then he pulled out and made the wrong turn. Ooh. He went back to where he started, Not and good. that's kind of a no-no for a mm. trucker. Big time, <laughs> very big, and, big mistake. Yeah. So, so he, so then he became, uh, he came, ended up working for me at the nightclubs. Oh, nice. Or for my for my brother actually, but yeah, so everything worked out great. You know. So, uh, do you you and Cheech do this side project where uh, people can call up and order order you guys to their to their house? Yes, we're we're coming into it's a delivery service. Yes, and what it is if if you. It's a lottery, and if you win the lottery, then you have Cheech and Chong come to your house with your order. That's crazy. And, and, and yeah, it is. It is. We haven't officially. I think that they're going to announce it on four twenty. Okay. You know, I wonder why. I can't understand why four twenty, but yeah, I don't understand the significance of that. Thing. There must be a reason. Something. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got that going. Yeah, we got a lot of things going on. Now, is that just strictly in California, or is that anywhere in the United States? I think it's going to be anywhere, you know, where where you can do it. 
You know, okay. there are still a lot of states yeah. that, uh, you know, but New Mexico just went uh, legal. So we're, we're chipping away. We're getting them yeah. all. I'm, I'm hoping Pennsylvania will finally get on the bandwagon. But That's the home know. of the DEA. Yeah, it's 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 so the, the state is so ah, old school in its thinking. You know what I mean? Because of in its, now, in its higher in its hierarchy. Yes. You know. I mean, you we know, just it, recently it in the last, I don't know, five, six years, were able to buy beer at a gas station or a gas, at a gas store. station. Yeah. Yeah. Before you had to go to a specific store, you know, called the yeah. beer, you know, beer distributor and get beer. Yeah. And you yeah. tell people that that lived outside of Pennsylvania and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. 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 It's, it's Well, that's because uh, profit, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that was the whole thing. You know, at one time, you know, the churches ran everything. Mm-hmm. The churches ran Europe. They ran everything, like the Catholic Church, you know, where they have the Vatican yep. and they have their own country, you yep. know. But uh, but we're you know thanks to the cell phone and and you know we're getting more intelligent about it all. Mm-hmm. I still think uh, now this is just my little conspiracy thing, but uh, I think the whole uh, Roman Catholic Church is uh, is what the the Roman Empire used to be. You know what I mean? It's a cult. Uh, yeah. And no, it, it's a cult, it's, uh, pure and simple. And uh, even though we have a president that is part of that cult, thank God, most people don't really take religion serious right. anymore. You know, even the Roman Catholics or the Jews or all of them. You know, you got the, you know, the hardcore that are, you know, like the Jews banging their head against the wall mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the Catholics, you know. I, I always ask the Catholic. There's a couple of things to ask Catholics. Number one is why are so many priests pedophiles? Yeah, that was one. Number two is what what is the origin of a altar boy? Exactly. Where did Jesus say, and you must have an altar boy dressed similar to the uh, priest? walking behind the priest carrying his stuff and uh and god knows what else um and why the robes and why the pope you know i don't remember jesus saying there must be a pope no (laughs) and and not only that and and my my last and final always observation was that jesus was a jew Mm -hmm. He was never a Christian, and and he never came back. He right. always thought he'd come back in three days, but no. You know, there was some sightings, but it wasn't him. Right. Uh, and he was never going to come back uh, because, you know, look how they treated him when he was here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I've got this, yeah. I've got my own thing. Again, I have to, you know, be very careful where I, uh, uh, you know, talk about it. But because well, you, you have, know, there you have free speech on here. You can talk very openly. Oh, because for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, uh, I was I was raised Catholic, then went into Christianity for a while, and then uh, a few years ago, I just started discovering, you know, just being spirituality. You know what I mean? And and well, the third eye. Yeah, like you said, you and said. You, then you I started questioning: Is the Jesus story even really real? You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
then you start looking at all the religions and and how much they tie together and they're all created by by man from by a, man by a second by man yeah yeah and yeah yeah you know if you even look in the bible it says the kingdom of heaven is within in yourself so absolutely you know what i mean <laughs> I, I, I like the I, I like the beginning of the bible in the beginning was the word yeah and the word was god and, and that's all that's that's it that's mm -hmm. it in the beginning because there was no beginning right the beginning they're talking about is when man become conscious of mm -hmm. god yes that's that's the beginning and and it's not the god that that the writers took in no. you know and glamorized <laughs> and made you know no, in the Bible again, it said that we were made in His image. But what we do, we or what some people do, they make it in in their image. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, like they had Jesus, a white guy uh, yeah, with blue was, eyes, yeah. with blue eyes, and in a in a lamb and in a little child next to him. You know, I understand what that means, what it mm -hmm. depicts. You know, but I also realize that. That Christian, that type of Christianity was which which fueled the Nazis, mm. you know, the the master race. Yep, that's what they wanted. They wanted that blue-eyed uh, Caucasian, mm -hmm. you know, and and everybody else is subservient, you know. Uh, but you know, we saw how that turned out, and uh, yeah, we're 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 cl clipping along. Yeah, I. I I've I've been realizing this for a while now, but I I never really um, expressed it. But now now I can, you know, when you get a certain age, you got freedom. You got a license to speak your mind. Yep, absolutely. Because what's what's the worst thing going to happen to you? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> no, no. What are they going to put me in jail? No. Yeah. They tried that. Which they couldn't bogus. wait to get. They couldn't wait to get me out of jail. <laughs> I I had the best time, and, and when I got out, I even had a better time. It was, it was uh, because I got so. I always knew, but I I wasn't sure until I went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I always knew the truth. But I wasn't really sure. I mean, I was. But again, you know, the fact that I tried to stay in the jail was, you know, I didn't embrace it until they said, you're going to jail. And then when they said that, then I, I embraced it. I said, okay, let's make the best. I'm going to have fun. That's right. what I said to myself. Uh, before that, though, I was following the, the, the norm. Mm -hmm. You know what everybody else was doing, but I knew better. I, I was turned on to the Third Eye. There's a book called The Third Eye by T. Lobsang Rampa. Mm. If you ever get a chance, you should read it because it'll give you an insight. Uh, T. Lobsang Rampa was uh, uh, an Englishman, okay, but he was a reincarnated. Uh, Tibetan hmm. and he got reincarnated as an Englishman and uh, his, which was kind of cool because then he wrote the third eye in English nice 
and and being reincarnated the way he was, he he could go back and uh, and and all the rituals and everything. You know, he explained in the third eye. He explains uh, the order of heaven, mm-hmm. like we have. I don't know if you know this, but we have overselves, they call them. And the overself, <clears throat> we're attached to the overself with a silver cord. Okay. And the silver cord is just energy, but it's spiritual energy. And that and so we all have an overself. And that's who gives us directions. That's who gives us. Everything. Now you can call them angels, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely uh, what La- uh, T. Lob saying Rampa calls them is the overself. And when you die, that cord goes boom right to the overself. That's where you go. And, and now you're still an individual, but you're now you're with in heaven, mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to uh, your next assignment and uh, and that's how it goes and you're always that over self you're always connected you always have been and you always will be and uh, and that's that was part of the lesson uh, because it uh, what this is what I first of all I started asking for praying for wisdom and when i did that i had all sorts of epiphanies come you know kind of in a row but not one after another right and and that one of the epiphanies was uh the marijuana because i started uh, doing stand-up alone Mm -hmm. uh, talking about marijuana and i realized that uh with the help of my overself because he's really my prompter, you know. He's telling me what to say, when to say it, what not to say, what to do, what to do in jail. You know, there's all sorts of uh, orders I got and who to help and and uh, how to enjoy, how to how to be uh, at peace. Because that was the only thing that Jesus left his disciples. He didn't leave anything except my peace I give unto you. Right. And it's that peace that enables us to observe and be beholders and, and, and be beholders of this phenomenal life that we that we're living. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better life in spite of all the hardships and all that. Because like watching the Ukraine, and now they're bombing the rail stations, and and it's horrible now. But if you look at the the big picture, like I say we're eternal beings, and so nobody disappeared in the bombings; right. they just transitioned. And chances are, a lot of them will be back before we know it. In, in other bodies, other, you know, other forms. And learning, knowing this, 
then you get a sense of uh, compassion for all. You know, believe it or not, I have compassion for Putin. And, and the reason is, is that he is so sick. He has no idea what he's doing. You know, obviously he does it because he uh, he's doing it so poorly. Right. You know, and, and what, it, what he's really doing is destroying his order. He's destroying himself. You know, that's a kiss of death. He didn't have to invade uh, the Ukraine. You know, had he had listened to his advisors, he, he could have taken U- U- Ukraine. Uh, he could have bought it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Russia is rich enough. He could have bought the port because all he's looking for is a place to dock his his war boats. But see, he's such an egomaniac. He he feels he has to own everything. Well, you don't own anything. Right. You, you lease. You you rent. You, you do anything but that. And uh, and the Ukrainians, on the other hand, they got a, a what do you call it? A, a shoot. So easy, you know, because you're fighting an army that's not an army. Mm. It's a bunch of kids or young guys that were given a uniform and told to drive the tanks in there and destroy some buildings right. or destroy de- de- destroy everything you can. But in the meantime, while they're doing that, they're being destroyed because you can't have one action without the reaction. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, we're going to see a democratic Russia with, with uh, what do you call it, elections. And they're going to impact every, every communist country in the, in the UK anyway. I mean, in the European Union. They, they will embrace uh, democracy. The only ones that haven't or won't is uh, China. Mm-hmm. But China is not warlike at all. And China will evolve into a democratic uh, society because they 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 have a good leader, and 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 they're not warlike in any way. Although they have the capabilities, but like in any fight, you don't you never want to be the initiator mm-hmm. because you will because that's karma. You you it, you know you will start first, you will end first. You know I mean that's it. As long as you're in a defensive posture, you're, you're in the right state of mind. But the minute you start attacking, other than you know for for gain, for personal gain, then then you're at odds. You know, if you can think about it, we're eternal beings. What do we need? A yacht? Do we need a yacht or a big house? It's nice to have for a minute, right? For a short while. But oh, I, I haven't met one billionaire that that is really happy uh, with with his life if he owns more than one house, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've got a lot of worries, you've got a lot of trouble, you know, you you got a lot of stuff on your mind. And then you know, this is what I found out from a friend of mine who hung with the Russian, uh, the wives of the Russian oligarchs. They're all going crazy because none of their credit cards work. 
shit. <laughs> and, and their only reason they're with these guys is because of the the welts. Yeah. You take away that welt, and they're not that attractive. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so you know that's it's uh that that that's the kind of joy joyful trip that I, I I'm going on now because it's uh, it's getting tight. You know, I think what's going to happen to the Ukraine. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at depends on how much the rest of the world will allow Russia to go apeshit like they're going, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're throwing those rockets. Those rockets are so deadly, man. They just, you know, they're, they don't distinguish, you know, anybody. They just, they're out there to destroy and to kill. And it's so stupid, man, because for what, what what is the end game for Russia? There's no, no. there's no end game, you know, because they're not going to conquer the Ukraine. Even if we don't give them any help, they would never conquer the Ukraine. But now that we're giving them help, uh, well, and we always were. I, I, I know that. It sounds very uh, hypocritical, but I but I know that you know Biden has enough experience in prison in in the office of the presidency to know who to listen to and how to listen and what to do, and and that's that's why I'm very at peace with uh, with the Roman Catholic uh, Biden. The only thing that, that kind of scares me with with that <clears throat> you bring up. You know, he, he's a Catholic. The last Catholic president we had was Kennedy. Yeah. And, and, and in the conspiracy circles and, and this community, there is that, I wouldn't say it's regularly talked about, but it has been brought up. You know what I mean? Like, what if they do to him what they did to Kennedy because he was a Catholic? You know what I mean? And that goes down the whole dark order of like the secret societies and the Protestants. And, you know, they're the ones that really control you know the global outreach of everything but that's okay. you know, that, that's yeah. a, you know another topic for another day but you know it, it, you know and like you said at the end of the day you know russia's not going to you're leasing what you're going after you know what i mean We're hey, K- kennedy kennedy he, he double crossed the gangsters right that's what he did and when he gave up cuba the the, the gangsters had big plans for uh, casinos mm. Which would have been so much better than what happened to them, right. you know. The casino life would have been so much better, you know. But the Puritans, uh, you know, they think they, they equate the casinos with uh, Al Capone and the gangsters and that. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you right now, organized gangsters can be a lot better than the the unorganized police 
in certain areas, you know, even the gangsters in New York, there were boroughs in, in New York City that there no crime, right. no crime whatsoever. Why? Because the gangsters ruled, mm-hmm. you know, and so so you, you give up a bit. Uh, but I, I think uh, I don't I don't think I don't I don't worry about Biden being uh, uh, taken out because <laughs> look who's standing in next in next there. Uh, you know, right. uh, it was one of the reasons why the Dems wanted to elect the black women, you know, because there's nothing stronger in America than a black woman, right. you know, because she, she's been vilified and she's come out on top. And, uh, and that's the way it'll always be. No, I, I, I concentrate, I, I can see Putin being taken out by the oligarchs, but it'll be too late. It's already too late. I've got friends. I got a friend, a girlfriend. She's a girl. She's not a girlfriend, but she's a lady. And she sells jewelry. And she was hanging with all the rich rich Russian oligarch wives. And they're going, they're in dizzy now because none of their credit cards are working. And, And you take shopping off the of the activities list with with the with the oligarchs and you got some really pissed off angry uh women mm. <laughs> <laughs> really <Yeah>. pissed off <laughs> because what else are you going to do you know yeah. there's nothing in there's nothing to do in russia and so you're they're in england and if their credit cards don't work well, well pretty soon they'll be kicked out of england <clears throat> Because you know they're they let them in because they're spending money like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of things that are going on, but they're going on so naturally, like this pandemic. Uh, because it didn't hit me hard because I do you know I listen to the science, you know. But if your head's in the right place, then. No matter where you are, you're going to thrive. Yes. You know. Now I want to <clears throat> kind of take it back to your your. Um, do you, what What are your thoughts on reincarnation? Well, it's inevitable. Uh, you take science will tell you that every drop of water that was here in the beginning of creation is still here. And our bodies are 90% water. But it's not our bodies that get reincarnated. It's our souls. Right. Because our souls have always, we've always been here. There's never been a time when we weren't here in one form or another. And so reincarnation, it depends on what, what tribe, like if you're with the Tibetans, they've got it down to, they can, take the Dalai Lama. Every time uh, the Dalai Lama is born again, they find him and they put him in the Dalai Lama spot because he's a he's a, a more of a figurehead than anything else. But they teach him. He, he, mm-hmm. he learns. He's got eons of, of, of sympathy. But if you look at the Tibetans themselves, the, the harshest conditions they, they take the harshest conditions 
and and they created they created a society that was more evolved spiritually than any other tribe on earth mm-hmm. uh, as far as i can see now i imagine there were are some but i i've never uh, had the privilege of reading about them or like i have with the tibetans you know so reincarnation is inevitable it's like i got a, a, a kumquat tree here and every summer without spring without fail there's so much fruit that it attracts the birds the, the ground the squirrels uh they're all there Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been going on for while well, I've had the house 30 odd years never fails every spring regardless of what's going on in the world that sucker produces more food yeah. food yes and uh, and it's one tree now you take that every seed that drops off that tree is full of life and think about this. This is a mind-boggling. For the zillions of seeds that came off that, each seed is an individual tree. It's an individual entity. And regardless if it gets planted and grows into another tree, or if it becomes food or waste or whatever, it goes back into the soil and goes back into the ocean. It goes back to become uh, material. Mm-hmm. And then the life of the tree is spiritual. Yes. The life of the tree, uh, it, it, it is eternal. And, and that's what it's always been here. Yes. In one form or another. And when I say one form or another, that's that means that we were once ocean. Mm-hmm. We lived in the ocean. We couldn't breathe on, on the air. And then a fish evolved to the point where it walked out of the ocean. And then a few million years went by. And next thing you know, we got other creatures coming out of the ocean, like the, the, the apes, the, the monkeys, the the tigers, the, everything came out of the ocean. Uh, whales once had wings <laughs> and, and flew. Uh, you know, so this is an eternal universe. And the only thing, only constant in the universe is change. Mm. Very well said. Um, what are your thoughts on using uh, psilocybin or ayahuasca or DMT to open open your third eye? Yeah, if you need it, do it. You know, if you if that's where you you're at. Again, see, now we're talking about individual uh, entities, which we are, and so everybody has a, a duty to themselves. To find out where they're at, you know, no one else can do it for you. Right, you do got to do it yourself. And and if you feel that uh, you need that, then go for it. Nothing can stop you. But on the other hand, if you feel that uh, it might trigger something, uh, you know, negative, then don't do it. Right, you know. 
Yeah, I'm a there's no need to. I mean, you can. I that's how I got on my path. I was always on the path, but when I uh, uh, took acid, wow, it just reaffirmed. Just I'm going to disappear for a minute. I got to okay. open the door for the dog. He's my partner. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I have two, I have two dogs goes. myself. I love I love yeah. dogs. Yeah, they're the best. I'm a yeah. big uh, big fan of mushrooms. I hope to be in a position one day where I can partake in the psilocybin. But I do go out and uh, forage for gourmet mushrooms like lion's mane, uh, chicken in the woods, morels, and you know such. And well, you know, you know the well. I don't know if you know about the fungi. That sorry, that that keeps everything in communication mm-hmm. absolutely you know, that's how they that's how they converse and talk i'm not i'm not sponsored by this documentary but i always recommend it to people if you if you have netflix watch the fantastic fun guy it is just, yeah oh yeah i've oh, seen it's it mind-blowing it's many times it? so much good information i'm that's another thing i'm having so much fun watching all these documentaries and these travel shows and mm. shows like the the fungi yeah i had another uh, my landlord from uh, um he was from italy originally uh, when i first started making uh, the records with cheech uh shabby and i we uh rented his place and uh and he was he was a great grower Mm. He could grow anything. That's what he did in Italy. He had a farm and crops and everything. <laughs> and it was one of his joys in his, later on in his life. He left us, but was uh, going after the the expensive mushroom. What what, is, what are they? What do they call that? Um, you know where you go to the store, uh, the restaurant, and they want to sell it to you it's uh, the most expensive yeah i'm not i'm not sure the name of it i, I know what you're referring to because yeah. and there's different ones all over the world like yeah here you know what i mean i could pick yeah. morels and sell them for 200 dollars uh, you know yeah. an ounce to someone yeah. in new york city and it's yeah crazy. because because they they have that power they have mm-hmm. the, the dna and everything inside is everything yeah it's very cool yeah i love mushrooms too all right now I'm on a, a, a fast, the, the Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, daughter-in-law, she's Muslim and she's fasting. And I realized, you know, that fasting is uh, very Christian and very uh, Jewish. Uh, every every religion every uh, calls religion. for it. Yep. Every they call for it, and so I I started fasting with her, and I love it. I love it. Now, are you allowed to? Are you allowed to smoke while you fast? Oh yeah, I'm not allowed okay. to do anything. I make my own rules. I don't and smoke as actually. I, I I do my uh, strips. Mm. I had to quit smoking because I I was getting a cough. Gotcha. You know, and the one thing you don't want to, uh, around the pandemic, people lose a cough. Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> walking into a store and I I would swallow my spit wrong and all of a sudden I'd be like 
choking. I'm like, I can't cough. They're, you know, people are going to think I'm sick. <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I'd sit yeah. there and do all, my best to hold it. And I get out to the car and just cough my head off thinking I'm drowning in my own spit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It took me a while to realize that, <laughs> but yeah, I, the, I, much as I love smoking and love rolling joints, I, I got to the point where it was to, I had the, uh, a cough all the time. And so, so now I don't have to cough and I just do my uh, CBD and I do my strips, my mm. uh, THC strips. Nice. And my wife, she, she's funny. I love her so much. She's automatic uh, thing from a way. Oh, don't get so stoned. You just sit there and don't say anything. <laughs> you know, we're going out to eat with something. Oh, don't get too stoned. Oh, don't please don't get too stoned. That was a mantra for her, you know, like a, a wife. <laughs> and uh, I just I take the, the strip better. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, I won't get too I won't get too stoned. At least he didn't have to chase it around the house and wait for it to shit it back out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like old uh, what was that dog? My dog, man, <laughs> he ate my stash. Oh, that's some funny shit. That, that, anytime I ever watch that, or even still, like I'll, I'll have a couple beers on, on a Friday or Saturday night, pop on YouTube and look through some of the old, you know, old Cheech and Chong, and, and I come across uh, tears in my eyes, just tears of laughter. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it, it's yeah. classic. Classic. Yeah, it's so classic. And yeah. the chemistry yeah. you guys had, had together. I mean, it's just, it, it's beautiful. You don't see that that often. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys no. just fed off each other so naturally. Yeah, we did. Well, we were in an improv group together. And in fact, it's kind of a sad day, but the, one of my first partner passed away today. I'm sorry. To Dave. I'm sorry for your loss. Dave, uh, Dave Graham. Uh, he was my first partner. In fact, he's the Dave, and Dave's not here. Okay. Because when when I kept Cheech outside, and I said, uh, "Who is?" He? I said, "Who is it?" And he came up with Dave because I know it was the first name he could think of in the head. It's Dave. Yeah, you know, Dave Graham. He was my first partner. Nice. What happened? He was a doorman, and uh, I was working the lights in my own nightclub and it was a, a titty bar and I noticed well I'd been away with Motown and then I came back and now this my brother had put these clubs together I put the clubs together but he was running them and there was a titty bar and it was doing really well it had a lot of biker clientele and uh, <laughs> and I was working the lights but I noticed that when the girls would come into work, they look gorgeous with their street clothes. Mm -hmm. But when they put on all the the stripper garb, then they became kind of slutty and kind of you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I'd been watching improv groups, and so I thought, well, man, this would make a perfect improv play, you know, with the girls in their street clothes. And doing bits and then ending up naked you know at the end of the, the show they would end up you know showing some flesh uh and the guys uh, what we had there we had there was a tap dancer named taps harris 
and a girl singer named Jeannie, and uh, in a little three-piece band. And so what I did, I hid the band behind a curtain, and I had the, the girls come in their street clothes, and then I had taps, uh, and the MC come over to the what was supposed to be their their house after the show, and and taps drops in, and the girls say, "Why do they call you taps?" He's, "Well, I'm a tap dancer," and and so they put on the music, the band started playing music, and taps does his show, and he was so good. It was the first time that a crowd that crowd ever watched it did even knew that he danced oh, wow. and so the the applause was deafening deafening and he had to do an encore and that night he quit he walked out he never came back <laughs> that sucks <laughs> because he had evolved, he had evolved to being an MC in a girly show he didn't have to dance right. but when he had to dance oh man that that's so much energy and uh, so he quit. And so I, I said to my partner, Dave, the one that died today, I said, Dave, I, I need an MC. And he says, well, I'll do it if you do it. And I said, okay. And so that's how I got on stage with Dave. Nice. And then we started small and we grew. And then, you know, after, as the months go by, we got really good and the bits got really tight and funny. We were on our way, and then, uh, but the revenue dropped because we changed the the crowd from a uh, twenty drunk businessmen with nothing but money to three hundred uh, theater goers that would count their change and sip on a wine all night. And so my brother said, "You know, we're losing money," and so we had uh, we had to quit. But before we we stopped. Uh, we had to pl place a, a straight man, Rick Lenz, because his wife thought he was doing real theater. And then the paper put a shot of Rick with the girls on either side with their titties in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had to quit. And, uh, and so this other customer that used to come to the club, he said, oh, I know it was a perfect guy for the, for the show. He's a little funny guy. He works for me. So he took me in. I met Cheech. And he was Richard at the time. And so Richard came on board and he was like an uh, understudy for Dave, Dave and I. And then uh, we got fired. The whole troop had to quit because the, we're, the club was losing money. And so everybody else went back to their former job except Cheech and I. In fact, he was still Richard at the time. And so we put a band together and we entered the Battle of the Bands. And now, I think we won, but we never played one note of music. Uh, we just did comedy, Cheech and I. <clears throat> and so that, that was the beginning of the Cheech and Chong uh, phenomenon. Yeah, I think it's more of an empire now. <laughs> it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting did you, there, did yeah. you ever think that that your name would still resonate in, in 2022. It like it did back then. Yeah. I mean, you guys are still, you, you, you go up to anybody, Cheech and Chong. Oh man. Yes. I love them. They're so funny. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And 
it, it, it's just did you ever picture it being as big as the, the longevity well you know you, you don't really go ahead that far no you know i'm 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 almost 84 uh, i i remember in, in school we did an essay where we talked to our when we're 60 mm-hmm. what we were doing when we're 60 but 80 i never even dreamed even thought about it uh but now that I'm here, <laughs> see, Cheech and I broke up. We we split around eighty four, I believe. Uh, eighty no, 80, actually, we split up in eighty one. Eighty one. Mm. It, it took a long time, uh, but yeah, it was eighty one that, that Cheech went with uh, Don Johnson, you know, and he did uh, Tin Cup. Well, first of all, he did Born in East L.A. Mm-hmm. without me and, and that was really the we just did a movie now we, we brought that up <laughs> because uh, you know a lot of people wanted to know why why Cheech and Chong didn't why we broke up you know and and it was inevitable we had done everything that we wanted to do right with Cheech and Chong and now it was getting to the point where we were well we did we did records, we did movies, television, we did it all. We, we got, tur- we, I turned down television. They wanted us to do a series and I turned it down. And uh, to this day, I'm, I'm really glad we did you know, because television would have, well, Freddie Prince, look at Freddie Prince, yeah. if you can remember who he was, you know, it ate him up. It, ate, it eats everybody up, you know, all of them, you know. Tim the Tool Man, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I mean, you you get a lot of money, but then you, uh, you, you know, it's it's not worth it to me anyway. No. So I turned down the television thing, and we did movies, and uh, wow. <laughs> and so I I uh, I forgot the point what I was heading for. You remember what? Barn I was in, this old rented horse was headed for? Uh, I, I was uh, asked if you ever thought that back then oh, so it would be as big as it is today. No, uh, to be honest, no. I couldn't even see it legal. Right. I, never, I never envisioned it legal. I only envisioned the fact that my heroes either smoked it or wouldn't smoke it because they're heroin addicts. Mm. <laughs> so either way, uh, I, I thought, well, this, I can do this. I can do this smoke. I can do this drug and not, not worry about it because I knew bodybuilders that would, the only thing they would do would be smoke up. Right. Uh, d- did I ever think? No. But inside me, I knew I was on the right path. Even during this pandemic, uh, you know, my wife, uh, she's she's really my partner, my boss too. Uh, you know, she she right away as soon as the pandemic hit, she got me vaccinated as soon as it could be, and then she had me masked and herself. You know, we're very aware of of uh, how germs could take out take you out 
Um, but no, you know, I never think, I don't, I, I try not to think too far ahead because uh, I'm having too much fun in the present. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Now, I've kept you a little over an hour. Um, if you still want to go, we can. If not, we can wrap up. It, I, w- I only requested an hour. You know, like John Paul said he'll go as long as he, he feels comfortable you know, going. So it, it's well, that's nice of JP. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. We'll go a little longer. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, uh, <clears throat> well, that's the whole point of, of our existence. You know, we're, we're trained through the old ways of, of uh, so much time for this, so much time for that. Right. You know, got to do this, got to do that. But uh, the truth is, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I've had people thinking that fasting is is a chore, a burden. Uh, you know, when when you tell people you know you're fasting or you're not eating, it's like, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, why why would you you know, like teach. <laughs> He says his worst nightmare is that he wakes up and finds out that he's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't watch out, you're going to get these ailments that the doctor said, well, you should have been a vegan. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, this may be a dumb question, but you're fasting, yet you yeah. still use CBD and THC. How hard oh, is it now? And I did back in the day, I, you know, before I had the job that I have now, I did smoke a lot of marijuana and I, I did realize that you can control your, your cravings. The feeling of hunger is controllable. And yeah, is it hard to push through getting, you know, that feeling of hunger when, when, when you have THC in, in your body, when you're trying to fast? Well, yeah, but the, the good thing about the Muslim fast is that it only goes to sundown. Right. And being a musician, there was a lot of times in my life where I never woke up until almost sundown. <laughs> <laughs> and my life never really started till sundown. Right. You know, that was my morning. Yeah. And so so I'm I, I don't have any problem with fasting at all. Oh, I never good. have. I never have. Because it's the same thing. Well, like working out. Mm-hmm. You know, in a gym. Uh, I mean, if you look at what you have to do, if you look at it like in, a, you got to lift a lot of weights and you got to sweat and you got to torture your body for an hour or so. Uh, if you look at it that way, you, you probably would never do it. But if you look at the results, you know, if you look at, well, if I pump this iron, I'm going to look a lot better than, <laughs> in clothes than, than I do now. Right. You know, and, and, and the whole idea, our whole purpose on Earth, by the way, is to uh, populate the planet. You know, that's why we were given penises and vaginas and, and that urge that sometimes is uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come up with this theory about, about the sex uh, crimes and the sex, uh, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and the Bill Cosbys and the Woody Allen, you know, it's such such a shame that they would lose their career over what I call a chemical imbalance. Mm. They have obviously have too much testosterone 
in their system, you know, because it's a testosterone that creates that urge, uh, that hunger, mm-hmm. that sexual hunger. And, 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 and what I see, I mean, uh, you know, committing sexual crimes is very evil and it's harmful. And that's why it's, it's a taboo. Uh, but I think what they should do is study these guys, check out their testosterone level, check, well, you can, you know, I mean, here, do, do a study. Why do they act the way they do? Find out. And then, and if they find out, then they can change their behavior, you know, or their mind thought, mindset. Yeah. You know, because I knew Bill. I knew him. I couldn't get close to him. He was too uh, successful when I met him. But but we had a, because he grew up in the ghetto, and, and, and uh, I know the ghetto really well. I've lived in it. And, and so we had that togetherness. And I never met Woody Allen, but I know that he... He uh, is an extremely talented writer, movie maker, and uh, same as Weinstein. I met Weinstein, and, and he was like a very uh, successful movie maker, businessman. But they all had the same thing in common. They couldn't control themselves. Right. And, 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 and I understand how, how sex, the need for sex, will turn you into a liar. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking every man. Every, yeah. Oh, don't worry, baby. I'll just put a little. I'll just put it in a little ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, baby. You got nothing to worry about. Baby. Listen, if you're pregnant, I'll take care of you. Uh, but you know, the human body produces these drugs, and that's basically what pot pot does. Pot activates. The, the the chemicals that are in your body already and it puts them to work you know mm-hmm. your imagination gets fired up yep. like crazy your your ability to uh, to see humor your ability to play music your ability to do sports mm-hmm. to, and, and i think what it's ability of being in the present in the present, because I'm a dreamer. I don't know about you, but I, 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 when I was in school, a lot of times I'd just be daydreaming like crazy, or I'd read a book and then I'd go off on whatever book, you know, the literature. It was always yeah. literature, and that's. I think that's why I, I, I got so into the Christian Sunday school, church. I love the stories. I love those stories, the Jesus stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh man, and I went to Bible camp, and it changed my life because Bible camp turned me on to the stage. Yeah, you know, because I got singled out uh, at the camp. I was eight years old. My brother was eight, nine, ten, eleven. He was eleven. When I'm 12, so he was with the older kids. I'm with the younger group. Uh, I'm in the, with the, the younger tent. And so all we did all day was go from one, uh, sitting in a beautiful uh, meadow, you know, and hearing all these beautiful stories. 
being read to me by this this lady. And then at night, we would be entertained by putting on little skits and shows or, or sitting around the fire, the fire uh, bonfire sing or singing or have watching the guy play guitar and sing. It was, to me, it changed my life drastically because not only went on stage and you're like we we're doing little skits and that, that stayed with me to this day. I was hearing stories, beautiful stories about healing and love and uh, all, all the good stuff, all the nice stuff. And it stayed with me. And so at the end of the camp, they were giving out awards. Okay, here's a award for the best girl in camp. And in the meantime, I'm get, leaning over, getting some food, you know, during the boarding house reach. <laughs> no shirt on, just shorts, brown as a berry. And, and, the, and the guy goes, well, keep standing, Tommy, because you won the, the best kid award. Oh, wow. The nicest kid, the nicest kid award. And uh, well, when you when when you're singled out like that at that age, you you realize that you are special. Mm. I realized it. See, I didn't have to be anybody else. I just would be me, you know. And I learned how to play guitar, and I could play a little accordion, and and but I didn't do it for me. I did it either to entertain or the, for the dancers, because that's how I learned how to play guitar with the fiddle player. We would play uh, house parties, mm. you know, either my house or their house. And everybody would dance and drink and yahoo. And, and we're playing that old fashioned fiddle, fiddle music, you know. And, and I learned how to comp the guitar. And, and I was playing like, like an adult when I was eight years old. You know, there's no in between. There's no kids guitar. Right. <laughs> you know, you go, you go right to playing those those tunes. And then I learned, you know, I learned how to dance and I learned how to. Then we start having a band playing for dances. That's the world that I love, and that's the world that that to me will always be. Now, the good news is that when I started smoking weed, it all fit. It helped me dance better. It helped me uh, play better. It helped me love better. It helped me do everything better. And so, of course, uh, here we are, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by my product. Did uh, <clears throat> did any of that did, do? Did any of that pass on down to your kids? Uh, the love of entertaining or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in, in various degrees. Well, first of all, the oldest daughter, Radon Chong, she became a world-famous actress. I mean, she was in, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. Mm -hmm. She was in Quest for Fire, this other award-winning film. She was uh, all, all these great movies. She, and she's acting now, you know, just bit parts, but she's right. still acting. Precious, my uh, daughter was Shelby. She uh, she's been in movies. She's been in plays. She's been she does stand up comedy now. She 
she's a goes around Canada doing stand-up comedy. Um, Paris, my son, he's my manager, but he can play bass, plays the hell out of a bass. Uh, and we had a band for a while called Chong and the Family Stoned. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, my other son, Jobron, he's got a degree from uh, Boulder University, a musical degree, a percussion. Mm. He could get a job in a symphony orchestra as a percussionist. Nice. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he's in, Bo oh no, he's in uh, uh, Canada and he teaches privately. And uh, yeah, like every every all the kids. Now I got grandkids coming up, and I know they're singing and dancers. You know, they're uh, they're performers. That's awesome. So, oh yeah, we're going to do it all. So what's uh what's in the works for for you in the future? Uh, we'll uh we'll end on that and and uh, let you uh, at least promote your your product and and let everybody know what, what Tommy's got going on in the future with with yourself and with Cheech. Well, the future is we got a uh, documentary drama slash drama documentary coming out. We shot it last uh, end of it last uh, week. Uh, I'm selling the hell out of these CBD products. I mean, they're uh, they're selling so good. Cheech has got a line of CBD oh, nice. stuff. Um, we are about to go uh, public with our. Uh, the Cheech and Chong brand, uh, probably sometime in June. I don't know when they'll do it, um, but we're we're our quest is to sell more weed than anybody else. And, so that means you got to beat out Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. Oh, easy, no problem. Easy, easy. no That's problem. Good. That's a good attitude yeah. to have. Oh yeah, because we're it's Cheech and Chong. There's two yeah, of us. Exactly. And and what are we known for? Smoking weed. weed. <laughs> what's what's Snoop Dogg known for? Rap. Yep. What's Willie known for? Uh, singing cowboy songs, yeah. country songs. Cheech and Chong, weed. <laughs> yeah. So there's no, there's not, there's not even a, a, a bit of a uh, problem. I I know Willie and and Snoop. I love them both. We get along really good. Now, uh, when uh. You launch your uh, product and what have you. Um, is it going to be global? Is it going to be a global launch or just available in the United States or the states that are legal? Well, I think we're going, I, I think by the time we announce it, it should be legal. It should be available in America anyway, okay. everywhere. And once America, once they reschedule it, that's all they got to yeah. do. You know, they're dicking around, they're trying to find some ways to hang on to this this product and you can't mm -mm. there's no way you can do it everybody tried that's why they made it illegal it was the only way they could hang on to it yep. because it was so popular <clears throat> and so they made it illegal and, and, and we saw the results of that uh no we're it's going to be uh um, worldwide you know we're already in germany and uh Netherlands and a few other places. <clears throat> Not in Australia yet. Australia is still yeah. anti-pot. That's crazy. Yeah, but once we go legal around the world, because, you know, one of the reasons it was illegal, why they kept it illegal, 
is because the government of the United States would pay countries to eradicate their crops. And uh, there was a place in, uh, in the islands, in the Micronesian islands, it's called Palau. And Palau was uh, before the, they've always been into weed, you know, mm. that their, their customs, they've always had marijuana. And so when it got made, uh, you know, uh, legal enough where you could grow, uh, grow enough. Uh, no, what happens when the um, uh, government scrapped down on everybody growing weed was paying them. And so the Palauan government, they said, okay. And so the government of the United States would pay the Palauans a million dollars to eradicate their crop. And so the Palauans did that, but then they grew another crop. (laughs) (laughs) They grew two crops. And so one for the million bucks for the estates burn up. It's almost symbolic. And then another crop for the users. And I imagine they kept a few buds of the first crop. They didn't oh. burn all of it. In yeah. fact, they might have just burned the stalks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Now that, and I just thought about it now. <laughs> they probably just picked all the stalks and then set fire to the field. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie bit. That's yeah. a movie bit. I'll do that. Okay, my friend. Yes, thank you for for your time. It was a an honor and a, a huge privilege. And and as a young fan growing up, I, I'd never thought I would be sitting here today, uh, talking with with one of my childhood heroes. You know what I mean? Yeah, one half of them. You know what I mean? With with Chi well, Chong and you know, gotta well, gotta speak some wisdom and, and hear some wisdom from from Tommy himself. So this thank was, you. Well, this was a blessing. You can see that you're not talking to him anymore because he's leaving okay well i will uh let you get going and enjoy the rest of your day and thank you for your time my friend hey pleasure was on my all right really. thanks tommy okay let me see how do i get out of here oh. well where do i start i'm bad shit what you read in the covenant is cap I was bred by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system Had enough of it Another sapien that's on the globe Lost cold looking for the direction But don't nobody know The only bit of insight that they ever sold me I've been start to find out doesn't really hold Every highfalutin piece of shit Hidden in a tie High motives to align goals Cheating on your wife My ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die They don't care They itemize souls Hit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope walking this edge, and I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Yeah. Fuck. And I've been wondering if. Look, I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck 
I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Hey, keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band Yeah, and that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss, look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds, anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash, burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried, but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one, I'm batshit I'm fucking batshit And it's your fucking fault It's their fault Straight up I'm done I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.